Maybe you could be, you would be better as a DJ. You would be better as a DJ. I would be way better as a DJ. Not only because of my voice, but because of my music skills. Yeah. Not making music. Making what playlists. makes a good DJ? Their, their introductory skills, like how they talk on the microphone or their ability to play music? Well, as we all know now, it's a huge computer, as we all know in your what studies. Do you mean? Of what do you mean it's a huge computer? The DJ doesn't play the song. Ryan Seacrest on Kiss FM is not playing the song. What? Some guy, some producer's doing it in the corner. He's, but he's the DJ. It doesn't work like that now, Doug. <laughs> it doesn't. Maybe it did in the 80s or whatever. They don't play the music. What do you D's. mean? They don't play the music? <laughs> <laughs> they, don't, they don't play the music? No, it's produced. It's produced. If they do. Oh my gosh, you're right. Of course they don't. Yes, they don't. It's not a I real DJ. I literally thought Ryan Seacrest was up there pressing play on songs. you think Ryan songs. Seacrest has time for that? I thought- Ryan Seacrest records half of his episodes from his house. I guarantee <laughs> it. They don't even film it anymore. They're not even in the same room. So you're saying you have the personality to be a DJ I have a, and you have the music chops. I have the personality of a great DJ in the 80s. In the 80s. Not now. I don't want anyone producing my DJ show. I want to produce my songs, <laughs> the songs that I deem worthy. Okay. Well, in a way you're kind of a DJ now you're in a this, DJ of the infertility. This world. is nothing like a DJ. No, no nothing. No. This doesn't resemble a DJ at all. This is a you podcast. You don't think people tune in to us because of our DJ skills? No. <laughs> Welcome back to the Infertility Feelings Podcast, your place to process, cry, and laugh about infertility. We are so happy to have you here, and we hope you enjoy today's conversation. Sometimes when you're struggling with infertility, trying to get pregnant, you're hoping for that miracle story. I would say most of the time, right? You're hoping for that miracle story, whether it's getting pregnant at the end, or having a treatment work or a surgery go right, or just things to go all, all of a sudden, kind of miraculously, you get that thing at the end of the rainbow, right? You're hoping you've waited for the storm and yeah. all of a sudden this rainbow comes. It's like, yes, I've gotten that thing. Yeah. And a lot of times for a lot of people that never happens. Yep. And it feels like those stories aren't shared a lot. So today we're talking about what does it feel like when you don't get that miracle story? Jesse, do you feel like our story with never being able to get pregnant was one of those stories where we didn't end up getting a miracle? Well, let me answer that long-winded. Thank you. That's what, I, that's what I've been waiting I'm for. I'm sure the, the listeners are just like, you know what I want? Long-winded podcasts. <laughs> no, I just want to first off say that no, we did not get our miracle baby biologically. Yeah. but. We do have two adopted children yeah. that, yes, in some way are a miracle yeah. that, I don't know, I think miracle sometimes is like happy. Yeah. Like, and I don't know if every single miracle is like- Yeah, every miracle story. Yeah. Or it's like, oh my gosh, and it all worked out and we all sang Kumbaya and we all rainbows and lollipops and skipping through right, the fields. Right, 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 right. So I would say that we do have pretty- miraculous stories of how our children came into our yeah. lives. But do you think that you almost have to split that though? Because yes. we talk all yes. the time about how infertility and adoption foster care, those are so totally different, different yeah. things. Yeah. So it's not like, oh, you guys adopted. 
Yeah. Therefore, your infertility story has this like, oh, miraculous ending. It's yeah. like, well, they're two different things. I always know? say I grieved and healed my infertility story. My children didn't. Ooh, yeah. So they did not fix me. Yeah. I fixed me. And then we went into adoption and, and did the separate care. thing of, and did the separate yeah. thing of like, but they didn't, they are a completely different thing. This is why I even have like my name, like my name that I've named my infertility is Ruby after my grandma, who I wanted to name my child that name yeah. since I can remember. Yeah. Um, and it, it feels like two different parts. It feels like two different things, things of me, parts of me that there is our children that we have. And then my infertility. So Long story long, <laughs> long answer long. If we're, we're talking about infertility and that's what we talk about mainly on this podcast is no, yeah. I did not get the miracle baby. I did not have the miracle story. I did not have the light at the end of the tunnel that you've worked so hard to get or the race that ends in the finish line with a big drink of water. If anything, I felt beat up the entire way. I never felt like I had any sort of wins. Yeah, if anything, I felt like I all. was knocked down. Even like we've even said recently of like leading our process groups that so many people in our process groups, their doctors like feel really give like- Give them hope. Give them hope. I'm like, oh. Our like, doctors never give Not a lick. <laughs> this is going to be hard. I never forget. Some guy told me I have to have big drugs, like a lot of drugs to make yeah. this work. Like it was never like something that was like, you know what? You guys should keep trying. It's really good that you guys are together. They you were know? <laughs> like, even with this, we just, yeah, it was bleak. Yeah. We've talked about that. Yeah. So I, if anything, I look back on my infertility journey and I don't see any miracle. Yeah. I actually don't see really even a lot of like joy or wins. Like we went to our embryo transfer, the day of our embryo transfer, thought we had five eggs, only had one egg. Like it just, and then it didn't end up sticking. Like, yeah. so I just, I do not view myself of having a miracle story. So that's my question is a lot of people are in that boat. Maybe they don't know exactly how, how it's going to end right. or, or all that kind of stuff. They're maybe in it, but maybe they're thinking that might end up being my story. My question for you is what did it feel like to get to a place of going, Oh, I don't think there's going to be a win here. Yeah. Like I don't think I'm going to get that rainbow. I don't think I'm going to get the rainbow baby, the miracle baby, the, huh. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it happened story. I know what it felt like. <laughs> I got annoyed at everyone. Mm. There it that's, is. That's valid. There's fair, the deep. Fair. There's the deep. Because everyone was still talking about my miracle. And um, I knew that it was over. Oh, I knew yeah. with our, does that make sense? Yeah. Like with they our, were like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. Like people continue. Like I came to a part of resolve of like, okay, we are moving into adoption. We are moving away from fertility treatments. We are closing this chapter. And everyone was still like, Hoping for that miracle. Maybe not yeah. everyone. My close people knew better, but we're on the journey with me, honestly. Like we're on the journey and, and could feel it. And, and so I felt like everybody, a lot of people at that time too, maybe even wouldn't say it. A lot of people did, but they would think it. They would think that I would get my miracle story. And I almost got to a point where I wanted to like, yeah. Like annoyed by them, like yeah. almost wanted to like beat it down. Like, because I was trying to accept it in myself that those kind of comments and those kind of feelings are like maybe feeling like someone's like, well, she's just going to get it. You know, she's going to, mm -hmm. eventually it'll all work out. She's going to adopt and then it will just, you know, it'll happen. You know, you'll, she'll just relax or you'll go to Europe and it will just, you know, it'll just happen for you or whatever. I just almost couldn't stand that, those yeah. thoughts and yep. those feelings coming towards me. Um, but 
So that aside, just being walking <laughs> around, being an annoyed human all the time, waiting for someone to come to tell me that I'm going to have some miracle story, or, you know, we've had some people whisper in your ear, Doug, just all it takes is one sperm. Mm-hmm. And you're like, all it takes, it's not taken over here. Thanks. <laughs> I think though, what I really felt was in the infertility community, you already feel alone, but I think this exacerbated it. Mm. You felt like a subset yes. of the people who feel alone. Yes. Yes. <laughs> if that's a thing Yeah. of like, I didn't get it. I'm not this miracle story that quote unquote, everybody talks about. I didn't just adopt and got and and became pregnant. Yeah. Which now I feel like I have so much more knowledge of like, actually that's rare. <laughs> so cool. Right. But, right. but like, I think it just made me feel more alone and all that, those feelings of like, Oh wow, it really did happen to us. Like this really happened to us. We cannot have biological children. And I think it just put me in some sub type person where I really, really, really felt like I was the only one. I really felt like that's it. Like I didn't get it. And, and it's just, I didn't get it. I didn't get the miracle story. I didn't get the miracle baby. Now what? Who am I? Who are we a family? Are we not a family? What? Like, am I always going to have this hole in my heart for this miracle baby? Ugh, make me cry. Am I always going to have this longing for this person that I've never met? And I think the finality of choosing to move on and closing that chapter is just really hard. And I think it just made me really feel like I was the only one on this earth that felt that way and almost a walking target for people's comments and people's hopes and prayers who mean well, but hopes and prayers for it to work out. And I, and I almost wanted people to accept it. Like I was, I was, I was trying to accept it and people's hopes and dreams for me almost felt invalidating and made me feel worse and made me feel sad. I feel very similar. I feel like kind of both things that you were saying. There's a sense of like, it was annoying to me to hear over and over, oh, well, we still have hope for you. And you never know if right. it's going to happen right when you least expect it. You right. know, there's still, know there's that, still a plan for you. I don't know how that story got so loud. Now yeah. doing this work, I'm like, no, that's actually the more rarity. Sorry. Yeah. This is your turn, Doug. But <laughs> I don't know how that story got so And I am sure it's the ability of like, oh, we still have, we don't want hard things to happen to people that we love. So we just want to like sugarcoat it and give us hope and stuff like that. I think that's probably at the core of it. Right. It's it's hard to watch something painful happen to someone that you care about. Yeah. So you're always kind of casting hope out there at the end. Well, it could be, it could be, it could be. Right. I think there was a sense that that kind of got kind of annoying because I wasn't in that same place. And I think the, probably the thing that is most true for me and it felt like for me the most was... I almost got to a place where I didn't want it to happen because mm. I resented that idea of, oh, you'll get this miracle at the end or yes. right when you least expect it. I'm like, no, I actually don't want it to happen anymore because- I could not agree with yes. you more. I could not agree with you. Like, it makes me uncomfortable now yeah. to think that yeah. our, like, that one of those platitudes would yeah. come true on our story. Right. And I almost wanted to be like, no. It's yeah, it it feels like if we were to get that miracle thing, right? Something yeah. miraculous to happen. Like we get pregnant after all these years, 
it almost feels like the like the comments would feel like they are not validating all of the years of pain and struggle. And it was just like, see, almost like a, I told you so. Yes. Like, you know, at the end, it, it was like, I don't want it to happen because I don't want the I told you so moment. They'll like, I told you you were going to get your blessing kind of thing, which obviously is, it's it's a paradox because of course we want, wanted to have yes. the blessing of like that happening. We wanted the good news to come true. We wanted all these positive things for our story and for our life. And we don't want the negative things, but then, but at the end of the day, the negative things feel like they match reality. And if we were to have this one positive thing, it feels like it would invalidate all these years of really hard pain life that we've gone through. For everyone who is just feeling like their story is not ending up how they wanted to, and they don't quote unquote are leaving this season with your miracle baby or miracle story, I just want to say that I just see you. I see you. I, you are, I've never felt more alone, but at the end of that road, never, never felt more alone. And so I just want to, I, I feel like I'm always searching for a more powerful word than I see you. Cause I feel like that's just so thrown out or you're not alone. Like I, I just feel like it's thrown around so much, which is good because it's great that we talk about that and we share that. But I feel like I wish there was a better, bigger word to just be like, I validate how you feel. Yeah. I validate your feelings. I validate and see the sadness that can come from that. I see the comments that are coming at you. But it's like, if you go on vacation, people are going to throw out, just look, it'll happen on vacation or whatever. I also see the people that like it did ha- work out. Like there are stories that it's like, and then I became the platitude and that was really annoying or whatever. So I see, I see you too. And I just, I don't know. It's just, a, it's painful. It's painful to, especially in the infertility community, come out where you feel like, oh, maybe you did adopt a baby and got pregnant, or maybe you did like go on vacation and it worked out or whatever. Like that's, that can be painful. Yeah. That can be painful too, because you become the platitude that you hate, yeah. you know? Yeah. But I also really, really, really see the people that are walking away from the infertility world um, and it not being what you think. I also see the people that are still kind of hoping that maybe have walked away from it, but are still kind of hoping for that miracle baby and still hoping for that miracle story. Yes, you maybe are walking away, trying to figure out what you're doing and the platitudes drive you nuts, but also the platitudes kind of ping your heart of like, yeah, I really hope that actually works out. I hope that, you know, one day randomly, it just, we end up getting pregnant or, you know, I see, I see you in that too. So what do we do about this? I have the answer, but you can go first. Just kidding. I, Just kidding. I I love that on this podcast, we are like, you know what? Here's what this feels like. And then here's what we should like, you know, do with these feelings as if, we have a direct line to like the world council, which will just be like, I love that, you know, because that's how I view myself. I don't understand what that meant. (laughs) (laughs) If that was a joke, I don't know if it sounded like a joke. (laughs) If it was real, I have no idea what you're saying. (laughs) No, I just, I, I, it cracks me up how we're, how we're like, you know what, this is what we need to do about this. And I think a lot of people who are listening are like, yes, ah, yes. I, but I'm saying what I wish 
is that we had this direct line to like the United Nations and they were like, all right, everyone here's, we need to do this going forward. But I'm just saying it feels like our small corner of the world, we start to like change and view things like this, but it's just, it's a big thing because don't you wish that culturally we could just say this kind yeah. of stuff and have, oh, it, I see what you're have it come true that like the world starts to do this now. Yes. You know? But you it's just not want like to be asked to speak in front of the UN. That's really what, what this I'm is saying about. is why am I not a member of the United Nations yet? That's what I want to know. I knew where this is going to go. I knew on this podcast that was going to be brought up in some capacity. The United Nations. The United Nations. <laughs> no, you being in the United Nations. <laughs> <laughs> Doug wants to change the world and everybody just better buckle up because Can you go to the United Nations? Is that a thing? This is not for this time. Okay, sorry. Um I just think it's equally important to yes, share your story. Hey, it works out like a miracle. It whatever that means, it does work out over a long period of time. You've tried and tried and tried and it worked out. Those stories are equally as important as the non-miracle stories. That's what I would say. I would say if the person, if that is their story and they have this miracle, share it. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. It's your story. Share it. But I think it's equally as important to hear the stories and to sit with the people that don't have it work out, that don't walk away with their miracle situation. Do you feel like that would change the way that we think? think and talk about it in public in general. If we told more stories that don't end up that way. My gut wants to say eliminate all stories that come from any sort of miracle, but that's the wrong way to think because that's people's lives. No, because those are amazing too. See, I feel like amazing is attached to miracle Mm. and the non-miracle stories are like, yes, they need to be heard, but they're sad. Oh, that's a good point, Jesse. Let's say everyone does talk about their fertility story. Yeah. Let's, let's, or infertility story. Let's do say, let's put that on the table. Everybody's talking about it. Everyone's sharing about it. I still feel like where we sit in the room, it would still be that one would be celebrated and one wouldn't. That's true. Like even if there was an equality of stories shared. No stigma about it anymore. Everybody shares their infertility story. People would go, well, oh, these are the positive happy ones. And they would, they would hold more weight or or like ideal. Yeah. This is the ideal situation. This is how these people are going to be happy. Mm. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. These, this, this person is going to be happy and this person is not. Yeah. Or this person is going to be sad and we're all going to sit here and look at them and pity them. Okay. So it's not only just telling more stories, it's telling more full stories. So it's not just like, you know, they were never able to have kids and that's sad. Right. And oh yeah, we got to, we got to make sure that we share their story. They were never able to have kids, but but sharing a fuller, deeper story. It was like, they were never able to have kids and then they did X, Y, and Z. And not, yeah. And not even that it has to be like, oh, look how these amazing things they did. It's just like, they're still people. They're still alive. That's it. They're still doing things and living. Yeah. Yeah. Equally, both people are both still alive. Okay. To add to that, now I'm getting to probably philosophical, but, but imagine, here we go. imagine you had an equality of stories, right? And one couple or yeah, one couple was not able to have children. And then this couple had their like miracle story happen. I think we're tempted to just leave it at that and say, how amazing this is the good story. This is the sad story. When just go with me, imagine this couple over here who struggles to have children has their miracle story. Maybe they have a really hard time and it's really actually very difficult. And it's been difficult for a long time. And it's been difficult for a long time. And, and 
the pregnancy is not a good, it's really rough. And the first couple of years are really rough, but then maybe this couple of years, they do things that we more stereotypically would think of like really awesome. And like we would all oh, oh, praiseworthy and all this kind of stuff. Would you then be like, well, they're the sad ones. And then they're the happy ones. It's just funny how we like award weight immediately to the couple that got what they were going for. Even though if you investigate it further, it's possible that like all the things in their life are actually really struggles and very difficult right then. But we just immediately make those gut reactions. So I, I guess I just totally agree with what you're saying. Even on like a hypothetical thought experiment way, you could tell the story in which the couple who doesn't get their like quote unquote miracle story could still very well be happier than the other couple. Does I, that make sense? I don't even know if I want to say happier they still are a human. Yeah. yeah. They still can have good things happen to them. Yeah. Maybe the they, whole like happiness thing is just a waste of time. Yeah. Waste, waste. To I say think. like, Oh, well this one is the happy story. This one's a sad story. Like maybe yeah. we shouldn't do that. Right. Cause every story could be happy or sad. Yes. And every story could have not infertility and be unhappy mm-hmm. <laughs> and, or whatever. I totally agree with you. I just think that it's not even a happy, I don't want to like weigh them like, Oh, this person's happy or this person's not. I just think equally both stories are equally important to share. Yeah. Okay. And they are still full humans and they are still people that we should love exactly the same. And it shouldn't be that we are sad with now the life that they are living, moving on from with no miracle story. And then we're happy about this life that you're living because you got what you wanted. Yes. When you are in the middle of grief, when you are walking away without a miracle story, you are in the middle of your grief. Like, yes, there's pain there to validate and to be sad and to sit with. I think also both of these people should be celebrated the same. Mm -hmm. You on this side, no miracle baby, blood, sweat, and tears tried for a really long time, let's say, and made this decision because you were at max capacity. Yeah. I'm proud of you. This Jesse, person yes. over here yep, yep, with the yep, miracle yep. story that had whatever the the platitude you did go on vacation and got drunk and you did get pregnant mm-hmm. or whatever. So she'd be like, wow, that's great. I'm proud of you. Like, it's just, I just think the proudness too of it is just, or that this person's life is now meaningless, which is exactly what I was talking about. Like, I feel like we don't know what to do with childless people. Like mm-hmm. their lives are not meaningless and the excitement and the proud should be equally the same. Now, is there per- people in the miracle story that's going to have sad things happen? Yes. Is the miracle story going to have exciting things happen? Yes. Yeah. Same over here. Jesse, There's gonna be- this is it. You've We have literally landed on it. There's no other points to make. This is it. This is the point. This is it. This is the point when it comes to, I think, this entire topic of miracle stories, miracle baby, all that kind of stuff is it's the same thing we do with celebrities. Yes. We look at celebrities and we go, they must be happy. Because yep. have you seen their house? Have you seen their cars? That that they must be. What's happy. that Jim Gaffigan go- joke? Money can't, can't buy, buy happiness, <laughs> but money no money can't buy happiness, but money can buy seedus. And have you ever seen a sad person on a seedu? <laughs> no, <laughs> I love that joke. But we do that. We look at yeah people who who we think quote unquote have made it, and we go they must be happy. Look at look at all the things that they have. But it says nothing to do with their mental health. They could have everything yet be totally struggling and they could be in some of the lowest lows at what we would think their highest highs. I think the same thing has to be applied here to this situation is it just really doesn't matter if you end up getting that quote unquote miracle story or if you don't mental health and how we're doing 
is is almost like completely independent of that. Of course, we want everyone to get what they're going for. But if you do or you don't, that doesn't mean there's still so much more to say about your own happiness, your own mental health. Worth. And we shouldn't immediately add worth and happiness. And well, look, well, they had a miracle story. So of course they are doing great. It's like, no, I don't know. They yeah. might actually be doing horrible. Right. And then we say, well, they, you know, they were never able to have kids. I saw they must be, they must be, they, they must be horrible. They might be. They also might not be. Yeah. You know? Right. It's really unfair to take that little bit of evidence and yeah. then say, well, these are the sad ones. These are the happy ones. You're right. That's it. We just should get rid of that scale and we should talk to actual people, hear there actual stories and talk about emotions more. Yes. That's, we should do those things. In Jesus name. Amen. Is the United Nations Did- listening? <laughs> Because <laughs> this is Doug Brown's interview. But also to go with that, did I think that I would cease to exist if I moved on from infertility without a biological child? Yes. yes. <laughs> so. <laughs> did I never think that I would be happy again if we weren't able to yes. have children? Yes. Yes. A hundred. So I, it, it doesn't like, it doesn't explain it away. I just, I just think from a big high up view. Yeah. If yeah. This is what we need to do is not view that as the happy thing and this is the sad thing. Yeah. I genuinely did not think about my life after having biological children. Yeah. And I don't want to say that moving on without your miracle story is not sad. It yeah, is sad. Of course. It is. And it's, if you're not feeling like Joan of Arc, like hear me roar, I'm be so proud of me for my other accomplishments. Like that's okay. I just think where we sit in the room is very important of how we hold these stories. And I think you're right. Just because they get the miracle of the baby doesn't mean that it's all happiness and all rainbows. And if you move on without a miracle story, doesn't mean that your life is over. It does not mean that you cease to exist. Quote Jesse Brown from whenever we were doing in the height of our infertility, like, or when, <laughs> yeah. we, when we were moving on without our miracle situation. Like yeah. I literally thought that I yeah. did not think I would exist anymore. I just think it's about an honoring. And I just, I think you're so right. Throw away the worthiness throw like that one's worthier than the other more yeah. has wor- worth in society more has want more worth in who they are as a human being or their life value that's yeah. a big one yeah. their life value their their life must not be as meaningful if you don't have children i mean i mean don't get me started on this subject i mean we could probably do a whole episode on like moving on childless I know. which we have we have an episode but like just even just moving on childless. i mean but- the philosophy of ethics teaches us oh that- look at the time the value of a human being should not be placed on what they're able to do or not do. Right. Like that would be a very dangerous thing to say like, well, you have value if you're able to add some type of utility to the world, like, Oh, you're able to have kids. Oh, that makes you valuable. Yeah. Well, if you follow that line of thinking, like what are the necessary things that we must be able to do as a person to be able to have value? You don't want to, you don't want anything on that list. You want the only thing on that list you want is human. You know, yeah. like, is that person a human? They have value, right? Because if you add anything to that list, the implications are crazy because all of a sudden, no, like a lot of people aren't valuable. That's just nuts. So you would never want to do that. I think that, but I think we get dangerously close sometimes mm-hmm. with really sad stories, like tragic stories. Of yeah. like, oh, it's tragic. Yeah. They couldn't have kids. Yeah. Oh man. That's just, like all of a sudden they're what they're able to bring to life we think is less, but it's not true. That's not, not true. true. And I think this happens in also the way that we communicate 
like, I think there's something that like, and in faith communities too, where it's like the mother and the father are like Mm. elevated to these like higher things, you know, that that's the goal of where you're going in society. That's the goal of what you're trying to get to. I think it happens in our conversations. A lot of our conversations, you know, as communities is like your family and kids and stuff like that. And I just, I just think that that's why it's hard to navigate this world being childless and moving on without a miracle story. Um, is just that that's what you're like trying to like navigate in society. But I think also it's equally as someone who has maybe has a kid or is a mom to talk about their feelings, talk about what's going on. But that doesn't, that shouldn't mean that a person that is childless should not be able to be in your group right? or be in your conversations. It's like, they should have equal value of what stuff that's going on in their lives and their job or whatever it is. Um, or their feelings towards anything um, should hold of equal weight. So if you are worried, but you're going to come out of this without a miracle story, if you are coming out of this without the miracle story, I'm like over saying miracle story all of a sudden, all of a sudden I'm like, I don't even like this anymore. (laughs) Just kidding. But whatever, you're walking away from your infertility story and it's not the outcome that you thought it would be. You are not alone. Your feelings matter. You are worthy to be in society. It's okay to be really confused and to make a big decision like you're going to walk away and do something else and still, you know, check for your period every month and kind of not want the platitudes to be said to you and those drive you crazy, but also kind of wanting it to work out. Like, it's all okay. It's all okay to feel. We see you. We see you. We see you. And I hope you get a lot of validation from this episode. And your value has remained intact. You are no less valuable as a person, as a member of society, as a partner, as a friend. You are no less valuable. A family member. As a family member, yeah. Your value has remained intact. What is that in Harry Potter when he goes, the ministry remains. Yes. It's like you sell this big stretch, sorry. This is for the after hours of Uniquely Named Podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> the ministry remains. Of all the places I thought you were going to go with that, <laughs> that's not what I thought you were going to go. Thank you for listening to the Infertility Feelings Podcast, a show produced by the nonprofit Uniquely Knitted. This is your place to process, cry, and laugh about infertility. We are so grateful to all of our wonderful donors who support this work. If you would like to learn more about how we serve the community and support the work of Uniquely Knitted, we encourage you to check us out at uniquelyknitted.org. If you enjoy this podcast and would like more people to hear it, please give us a rating and a comment in Apple Podcasts. This is the best way for more people to hear these conversations. If you need to talk to someone about your feelings, please reach out to us. We are here to help you. If you would like to learn more about our unique process groups, please follow the link in our show notes. See you guys next week.